are. Welcome back, David. Welcome back, Richard. Thank you. It's good to be here in the back booth, sitting, facing the room as I like to normally sit, but you have been of late, like of the last, like, whatever, the last six months or so, you've kind of settled in because as we've talked about- I was here before you, despite the fact that you live remarkably close. Yeah, but I never know when you're going to show up because of the drop-off time. But and I so text I, you when I'm leaving. Right, and so then, if you are ready then I to spring go. into action. <laughs> well, I'm okay. saying, like, like, if you got the text... Some of us work then, from home and like to luxuriate in our bathrobe and pajamas. I do, as... Well, I don't like... I'm not a bathrobe guy, but... Not a bathrobe guy? No. Really? No. Not for me. But why, David? I don't know. I just don't find them very comfortable. Welcome back to the Astro, everybody. It's been too long. As it was described to me by a fan who recognized me by the sound of my voice what? at an event over the past weekend, I, I asked her to describe the show. When she had demonstrated by like telling me information about myself that I didn't even realize I had revealed on this show, she was like, uh, had some details that I was like, oh, I must have mentioned that on the show. Cause, wow. Um, I asked her to describe the show. I was like, how would you describe the show to a friend? And she was like, it's kind of like two guys like who live in L.A. like talking. <laughs> but not quite. It's kind of like that. So welcome back. Well, thanks. It's good to be here. That's David Weinberg over across the table from me. Yeah, that's me. Looking chipper. <laughs> yeah, I accidentally got stoned this morning. What? Yeah. I did not. I did not plan on. I'm not like a day. I don't like to be high during the day. You don't. Yeah. You know, Sometimes like, I try to get you into that. No, I got shit to do. I can't be stoned. Let the record show. It's 9:33 a.m. on yeah. a Wednesday, January 30th, That's 2019. Not, no. Uh, <laughs> I was, oh. I was like, let's pretend it's a weekend. Oops. Too bad we don't it's edit fine. these things. It's fine. It's fine. Like I said, it was so an what accident. happened? So, uh, like I made the decision towards the beginning of the year, I was like, I'm just not going to have weed in the house because when it's around, I like smoke it too much. But if it's not around, it's, it's not a problem. And so I was like walking my dog in the evening. This was probably like a week ago, week and a half ago. And I had my vape pen and I was, was hitting it. You've been stoned for the past week and <laughs> no, a half? No, no, I haven't been smoking weed hardly at all. But I took the hit of my vape pen and it like died. There was like no more hits. And I was like, oh, you know. And I was like, oh, I'll just put it on this concrete ledge here because there might be a hit in it left. You know, sometimes if you like really work it, you can get one more, but I was like, I don't want it. And maybe some lucky soul will see it and get like a free hit of weed. That was like a week and a half ago. And then this morning I was putting my kid in the car and I looked down in the gutter, there's my vape pen. And I was like, oh, it's still around. It's still kicking around the neighborhood. Who got lucky today? And then I was like, I wonder if there's anything in it. And I picked it up and I like, kind of like hit it and I got this huge hit. Nice. <laughs> I was like, shit. That's like I was like, a shit and shit, yes. Cause like shit, I, don't want to be high today. Like, I don't need, you know, like, I got shit to do. You can handle it. Yeah, I'll be fine. This ain't your first rodeo. <laughs> I know, but I was like, but then I was like, oh, shit. You know, like, I was the lucky guy who found that we found right, that yeah. That happened. That's like finding a crisp $5 bill in the uh, the breast pocket of a, a jacket you haven't worn in six months. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Been, that's where I'm at. My head's at right now. But it was nice. I got here before you. The, thing is, the reason I don't mind that I get here before you one, I get the good seat. Two, yeah. it gives me like this nice little bit of time where I have some coffee. I'm by myself. I like catch up on articles I want to read, or and I made some notes. You plot on how about. you're gonna destroy me. And I've already over the checked one the, on the list. Hour. Accidentally stoned. Okay, cool. Check, Check it off. Look at me. Look wow. I I you're getting a lot done today, stoner. <laughs> uh, what else you got on the list? You want to go through some of it? Sure. Well, I was reading that article. Uh, it was not like an article, but it was like a short little piece about uh, Alan Cantor dying. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace, Alan Cantor. It was and, the founder. And Alan Cantor was a pickle packer. That was the first line of the article, was that he was a pickle packer. Really? Yeah. And that made me think about you and the Astro and your logo. Yeah. Because we're in deep pickle world right now. But then also this line I loved. He worked He worked 18-hour shifts and took pride in hand-cutting each fruit cup. <laughs> 
That's so great. Yeah. I love Cantor's. Did you ever know Meter, the owner, or that guy? Or well, I know Alan, I, I know a family who is involved in running the place, and I don't know if they're owners or if they just manage it. They have a different name, but it could be that they're the Cantor family, and you know, through marriage, it's a different mm. name. But a girl that I kind of grew up with here in LA, her family, her mom, I've seen there, and I see Bonnie there. I know that she was like running the food truck for a while and she was involved. But anyway, yes, kind of. And I, 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 uh, I mean, I've been going there forever. Yeah. And I. Was it like I the place your family went to? I don't. I mean, I can't remember the first time I went to Canners. Canners became like a cool thing to do, like in high, like teenage years. It was like because it's open super late. Yeah. I think it's open till four. I don't think it's. Hours. It's twenty-four. It was one of the first twenty-four-hour restaurants in the city. Okay, that was in the, the article. article. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, you know, it's a place to hang out. It's an option. And then but there's also the, the kibitz room next door where people would do shows, and there's, yeah. like, a bar. And so it was, like, one an, of the spots. I saw this amazing show at the kibitz room once. Not show, this amazing act. It was a, it was an open mic night. You ever go to the open mic at kibitz room? It's mm -hmm. fun, man. It was, like, Japanese woman time. who covered a John Lennon song, but she didn't, like, know English, really, or all the words, so she was, like, saying the way the words sounded to her. It was, like, really magical and cool, you know? And I was like, oh, we should... I want to hear more songs like that where, like, people don't speak the language, but they, like, just sort of, like, sing the words, the sounds of the words. Yeah. Because it, like, it, like, turns the lyrics into gibberish, but they're still... It's still like a really good song. You know what I mean? It's like listening to a song that you know in a foreign language. My friend Patrick, who lives in the apartment that I lived in in Echo Park for like six months, and now he's lived there for like 12 years. Uh, I saw him last week. We went to see Adam Sandler at Dynasty Typewriter. <laughs> um, more on that later. But uh, Patrick is like a collector, and he used to work at Cinefamily, and now he's at the New Beverly, New, New Beverly Collection, which, you know, the New Beverly is owned by Quentin Tarantino, mm -hmm. and so they have like a huge archive, and like they own, I think they own all of the prints that they show, or a lot of them anyway, and like film prints, and other things too. Like, um, so he works at the archive, but he is a bit of an archivist himself and always has been. If you go into this little apartment that I lived in, it's right on the lake in this tiny, it's, it's a one bedroom, I guess. Um, he has shelves and shelves of not only records, but a lot of VHS tapes, laser discs, and mm. other ephemera. But he told me while we were standing in line at Dynasty Typewriter that he went through a phase of collecting uh, house. Oh yeah, he was like, what's your karaoke song? And I was like, I don't really have one. And he was like, mine should probably be House of the Rising Sun because I just like know it so well. And I was like, cool. And he's like, yeah, I kind of got obsessed with it. And I started just like buying up every copy of it I could. And I was like, oh, just like the animals version. Like for some reason I got in my head that he was like buying multiple copies of the animals version on vinyl. And he was like, no, 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 no. Why would I do that? Like just other versions and his favorite ones are ones that uh, are in like other languages. Uh. And apparently there is a place where you can like karaoke like in in uh like little tokyo uh that has i think that song in like swedish or something oh, like wow. that and so like that would be like a showstopper I'd like love to do some phonetic karaoke. if you know that they have the the foreign language version of your song then you just bring the whole house down right but patrick uh so he's a collector i was going to mention about canters that i also shot there for a short documentary that I made about Music Man Murray, the record store owner, a collector himself, but he went to Cantor's like religiously like many times a week when I knew him, which was like, you know, eight years ago or whatever, he was still going like three times a week at least. Wow. And when he used to work in his original store, he would like work through the night, just like organizing and buying, cataloging, whatever. Yeah. And then, as he says in the movie, he's like, and then I go down to Canna's and have a cup of coffee and go to sleep because the warm cup of coffee would make me sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was super fun to shoot there. Yeah. I love that place. I love the, the ceiling's the, amazing. The ceiling, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not stained glass, but it's like no, it's colored like, plastic. It's, yeah, it's, but it's sort of like a weird, like, like autumn leaves scene or yeah. something like that. It's like red and green and blue and orange, a lot of orange, a lot of yeah. amber color in there. But that. That light and that, yeah, that overhead um, aesthetic situation yeah. is strongly associated with I would late hang out nights. More often, if it was closer. Exactly, it's a little, little far Maybe for us. We should us. do an Astro there. Yes, I mean that would be the ultimate cuckolding the Astro, but let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been going to Canners. Haven't. First time I came here was probably with you. 
Uh, yeah, I think likewise. We should do a deep dive investigation into when was the first Astro? Not the recorded first Astro, but the first one where you and I sat down here. I don't, why, I don't know why it would take a deep dive. I think we would just look at the feed and... No, but that. we've been going here since way before oh, there was true. a podcast. That's right. that's right. Way before. That's right. I don't know. Maybe it's... All right, so you haven't mentioned that you're the star of a new podcast oh, episode yeah. that just hit the, well, the feeds. Well, I segue from Pickle Packer into that. Oh, sorry. Keep going through, by all means. Into, um, you're running this meeting, Mr. List. <laughs> Mr. Stoned List. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, uh, Let's yeah. See, I want to hear your segue. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's got a planned segue. That's why he's so smooth, ladies and gentlemen. Segue. I just thought, like, we would talk about the fact that Alan Cantor, start with the topical, breaking, like, not breaking, but, like, what's happening oh, in the right. world. Sorry, the the front of book section has now been completed. We're moving on to yeah. um, feature section. Yeah, plug. This is really a plug. This is a plug that comes at the beginning of the show. Oh, for, we're still in plugs. For okay. Richard's Famous Food Podcast, episode four? Six. 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 A half dozen. Yeah, I mean, two of them aren't really full episodes, though, right? I guess there, it's a full, whatever you call it is a full episode is a full episode. Yeah, I would say that there's like four super deep canonical apps, but you know what? As I continue with them, everyone is different. Yeah. Each one is a snowflake, that's, so I would say they're all canonical in their own way. That's great. Episode six, it's, and what is it? What's it, it called? Raw Weinberg. <laughs> it's called Natural Weinberg. Oh, it is. Natural Weinberg. I don't even know the name of it. Um, <laughs> you just star in it. Yeah, I just, I'm just, no, I'm just the intern. This was an episode that we've talked about on this show. That's one of the things that when I was approached over the weekend by somebody who was a fan of this show, and I, I implored her to was listen. This before the episode came out or after? Before Raw Weinberg or after Raw Weinberg? Natural Weinberg came out yesterday. So this was over the weekend. I so it was Raw Weinberg is maybe a better title. I'll change it. <laughs> change it. I think you can change it. I considered going with Raw Weinberg, but since... Like raw power or... Raw, like I didn't want it so heavily raw. branded as the fair with raw wine, which is the fair that we oh, went to right. where the piece takes place. And it is a little bit of setting up natural wine, even though it's not a comprehensive yeah. natural wine episode. That's why I it's figured your this, show. this still no better. I figured this still left room for doing that later down the line or other natural wine episodes. But um, plus, I had recorded all the like you know 17 reverb tracks of me going natural Weinberg, so I didn't want to change it. <laughs> so good. Uh, hello. Yes, sure. and may I give something to you? Yes. Another pickle? <laughs> and thank you so much. Can you describe what it is? It's a pickle with headphones and a nice mustache. Thank you. It's and supposed it, to be me because usually I just it's have supposed a mustache. To be, you know what? I don't have my glasses, but it's so... Oh, the microphone. That's the most important thing, right? Yeah, it's my podcast. The microphone. So that's a sticker. Mm-hmm. Will you put that somewhere? Yeah, I'm going to put it on my phone. For, oh, and, I mean, in the cover, not in my real phone, but in the cover. Oh, okay. uh -huh. well, yeah, you thank you. What? what happened? You mean like this? Like, kind of like that. I'm gonna put it on the cover and um, in my case. Nice. Okay. That's yeah, a place something of honor. like that. Okay, uh -huh. wait, I gotta give you the and business card. So the business card. On the other side, it has the name of the podcast. Here's he, famous. He is the star of the cast. new episode. Oh, good. And, and your name? I'm David. David, okay. Yeah. I'm Patty. Patty. Okay, thank you so much. Me, and this is your... Oh, that's cool. I like this one. And look at that car. Yeah, what is it? 1977 Toyota truck. Oh, wow. Okay. So thank you so much. I'll put thank it over there. Uh -huh. Thank you, guys. i get you more coffee right Oh, thanks. Ian. So, what do you want to say? What do you think of uh, the episode? Um, I thought it was great. I mean, the only issues I had was like hearing myself described you know like that just made me uncomfortable and i was yeah. like do we really need to like do that but I think of course we do <laughs> i think it's good thank you so much patty colombian coffee Ooh, thank you this is delicious it's <laughs> okay, colombian guys. coffee and altadena Here? creamer yeah that's right um yeah that was because i gave you notes on it that was my only real big note so this is an episode where david and i go to a natural wine fair and the premise of the piece is that, as David says in the beginning, he's not that interested in natural wine, and so then we sort of go in with that established and the idea that we're going to collaborate on this episode, and then... But also I feel like it was sort of an experiment into like what this could become. 
Because that's Absolutely. always been my dream is that like we eventually leave the Astro and like it's my dream too. Go, <laughs> which is why we're, we're I, on a way that I we switch seats today. That was like our first actual step towards that move. So this was like testing that idea in my mind. Yeah. This was like a pilot for a show we already do. <laughs> And it was super fun. And it was like, oh, this is a dream job. I go out and have a fun experience and then don't do any work. <laughs> like, just give some notes. And that's then, like, the one it's thing out. that I would revise. <laughs> that, that's the thing that, and that's, we sort of make hay of that in the piece because actually I want David to be way more involved in the creation of the episode. But then there's some, some uh, friendly tension that uh, is revealed throughout yeah. the course of the episode. What's odd is that these two shows have different listenerships. They actually do. I think that that's becoming really? clear. You don't yeah. think everyone that listens to the show also listens to Richard Turner's podcast? No, because as the this girl who I will shout out, I just don't want to like reveal too much about her in case she wants to remain anonymous, but her name is Megan. I think that's okay to say. Who I met um, at this great event that I went to that I love to it talk about. amazing. Yeah, I went to this... I'll it's talk about Instagram. it. But what she said to me when I gave her, as I just did to Patty, our server... Uh, Pickle Stickle, as I call them, the pickle stickers that I got a thousand of them made. If you don't get that reference, then listen to Richard's listen Famous to the, Food Podcast. I mean, listen to the show, you guys. Listen to Richard's Famous Food Podcast. There's only six because I put like blood, sweat, and tears into them. It's really it takes a lot of it's effort a and time. Show. I love it. Did you say magical? Yeah. Thanks, David. Um, and I wow, I just felt uncomfortable getting described. <laughs> I didn't describe you. I was describing the show. Oh, okay. I should have described. I I described your. That's how I described you. What? I described I, it your work. It was a flattering description. I it kept it on the work. Plus, we needed to set you up. Whatever. We'll talk about why I did that. I don't want to dissect also, the whole episode. Also, you compared to like an iconic person in your field, you're like, eh, I don't think so. All right. There's a lot of parentheses going on right now, but I'll just finish the one, which is that this girl, Megan, said right, to sorry. me, I, I said, Have you, you should check out this show, the, the Pickle Podcast, Richard's Famous Food Podcast. And she, and she looked at me askance and said, yeah, but aren't there only like five episodes or something <laughs> and I was like yeah you can binge them all on your car ride home from South Central like because I don't waste your time yeah that's I, a I funny thing to say because it's like I don't know I, I feel the opposite I'm like oh my god but I think there's that so many of these fucking podcasts everywhere creators each episode of podcasts in our sphere of like highly constructive narrative whatever not the astrosphere but the <laughs> stuff that we do outside the astro like narrative journalism stuff whatever like like highly edited shows, I think that there is a general uh, resistance to doing things that are not edited or like sloppy or whatever. But I think that in terms of RFFP, that is maybe like worked against the show. Like the economy of of the work has mm. maybe been something that deters people from getting into the show. It's not weird. enough. There's not enough content. That just sounds weird to me. I feel like you, with any show, you listen to one episode, and if you like it, you listen to more. That's true. But if I, I don't, d- like, ever l- decide to, scri- to subscribe to a podcast based on how many episodes that show has produced. It's never occurred to me to be, like, a... Well, okay, to be fair, for a long time, there was only one episode of my podcast, <laughs> and then there was, like, one and a half for a long time, and then I've really picked up the pace since then. So maybe it's an yeah. extreme case, yeah. but but I think that people want to be able to return to it, and I think that there right. is well, a get benefit it together. to get some more episodes up there, so you can reach those. I'm fans doing it, man. More content. I don't know how I find the time, honestly, but I did it. I've I've done three in the last in over December and January. Well, mm. two and a half, really, because I did a between episode. I was considering doing more between episodes, going between episode and then between episode. But I didn't. Anyway, thank you for listening. If you haven't checked it out, I'd appreciate it if you did. Because David is a damn star, as you know from listening to this show. So uh, I think that you'll find out more about him if you head over to Richard's Famous Food Podcast. I don't know know if there's anything I reveal in there that I haven't talked about on this show. You reveal nothing. You never reveal anything. But I think that I, (laughs) (laughs) through brilliant writing and editing... Show you to what be. What do you want to know about me that I haven't said? I'm an open book, Richard. Listeners, what do you want to know? write in at the. We don't know our email address. Let's look it up. Follow me on Instagram <laughs> at Richard's Famous. I just started an Instagram from a freaking podcast. So, by the way, if you if you follow Richard's Famous, uh-huh. uh, in celebration of the new episode, Natural Weinberg, I'm doing a a giveaway. If oh. you follow our Instagram at Richard's Famous. 
uh, you will be automatically entered to win the Noma Guide to Fermentation, which is a really fantastic cookbook. As much as I would love that book, I'm going to recuse myself from the drawing. Why? I feel like as someone who's you're part a star of the show, yeah. Okay. So well, your we'll odds just got better, everyone. If your name gets drawn, we'll deal with that. Okay. We'll make more hay of that, probably. Send Nate after you. Uh, uh, Nate becomes a part of the show, like a regular. He's down with it. What is, well, what is, that, that's what, a spoiler what, alert. Spoiler what alert. Is, what is he... Listen to the episode. Exp- he's not, is he ever like, are you going to pay me for this that I'm doing? Is it just like... I mean, we only had like two phone calls. Because I called him and I kind of propositioned him and he immediately was down. And, uh, and then you started asking him to do stuff, and he was like, "No, no." Then, then I just called him again, and I was like, "I think it'd be fun if yeah. you did this thing." I don't want to have too many spoilers in this episode, just yeah. in case people haven't gotten to the. And it's probably not interesting to listen to if you don't know who we're talking about. So. Right, but he's a character in the ep, and um, that is Natural Weinberg. So check it out. But we've got lots of business cards, and uh, I think that I wanted to know what you thought. Because we were emailing or texting or whatever, and you gave me a couple of very s- cursory notes, which is fine. I, I, I just, like, didn't get a full sense of, like, your impression. But I, what that indicated to me is that you were good with all of it and maybe you liked it. I mean, it. partly it's a problem with the process, because it's like, I feel like I maybe would have had more detailed notes if I had familiarity with the tape that I didn't but you're, have. But you were fully invited to be a, every part of this project. That's what I that's Yeah, what and I, I just wanted. couldn't. I couldn't. You don't have time. I didn't have time. So when are we going to, how are we ever going to evolve the show if you're never going to have time? Um, that's, that's, that's why the show has to evolve. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I See, mean, this is how it is. I just, I lay in wait. Well, I mean, part of it lay is. Lay in wait is the wrong expression. I'm, I'm more of, of like it. a pining lover, like waiting for you to, to yeah, come I just home. Yeah, literally, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I could. I'm like Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and you're like young. I'm like, when's he going to show up and make it that special thing that we do together? Well, because alone I can be Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and I'm, you know, I got the harmonies, I got the whole thing going on. But young as that special little saison that you can't get any other way, and that little Southern man, (laughs) come on, get in here, play your guitar. Uh, Well, I do feel like there is a sort of barrier that jump into the brine. (laughs) (laughs) That's my new tagline. I'm gonna let you talk. That uh, if I did start working on it like in earnest, I would have to like justify it to my employer, and there would be a discussion about what it is I'm allowed to do outside of work. And then, but it's a I, non-revenue-based like art project, basically. Yeah, maybe I could say that, and they'd be like, "Oh, fine, go ahead." Just like this is. Oh, I, and the amount of hours that you put into this, if you put in half the hours to Richard's famous, we would have had a better Natural Weinberg episode. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Or a different one, anyway. I don't know if it'd be better, honestly, but it would be different. Yeah. And I would have liked how it was different. But I what know, I ended then, up doing, because you weren't showing up in that full way, I kind of made hay of that. And I think that it gave the story a structure that meant that it was the Natural Weinberg show and not, like, the canonical, sure. like, Natural Well, one episode. of the things that I realized, being a part of that whole process, was that the things that I was, like, most excited about in the moment when we were, like, debriefing and, like, the thing that I thought was, like, the best part of the experience, the Texas winemaker... Ended up at the end when I listened back to it and heard it, I was like, ah, I don't know that that guy's the most interesting thing that happened that day. Do you know what I mean? But in the moment, I was like drunk and like that guy had this crazy story and I was like, whoa, you know, and like right. I thought there was some depth to him too because he'd been a trial lawyer and like there were places it could go beyond just like this bonker story about, you know, uh, welding a metal cage and then putting it in the back of a pickup truck going 100 miles an hour and pushing it out the back like i mean there's still more that can be made of that and i sure, think it sure. was really good for the but amount of time that i was in there it made me glad that you like were there it just made me worried that my enthusiasm in that moment maybe like would have turned the story in a direction that ultimately i felt like it wasn't the best i never would have let you, you know what i mean i never would have let you push that cage out of the back of your truck <laughs> i i would have Kept us on track. Not even with wet towels no, wrapped around my body. No, but listened to the tape, when I listened to the tape, what I realized is that it really is the Astro V2 in a way because what I heard in the tape was that, like, it's not the information about the wine necessarily. You know, it was a fair. People were pouring all day and talking to people all day. I mean, there was some good stuff in there, and that is interesting, and it is part of what I'm interested in, why I was interested in going there. But the fact that you were there meant that I came away with this stuff. What's interesting in the tape is like you and me interacting, our experience of going into this subculture, and then like the 
the most amazing moments and people we met along the way were a part of that, but really it was about you and me. Yeah. And so I was like, I gotta find a story to tell here about this stuff because it, it is the most compelling tape. It's us being there in the moment. And like any, I think, good documentary, it's not someone just recounting the information or events of a story, which is especially like what the top was. Well, especially in the context of a wine fair where everyone's got their pitch and they're saying right. the same thing over and over again. Like, yeah, and every they need to get through us so they can is, get through yeah, the 200 like, people after us. They're not there to have yeah. like a connection. No. You know. No. Or maybe, I mean, they are. I think everyone's trying to have connections, but they're also like they're at work. You look frustrated. I just realized, like, are we going to order? Or? Well, what do you want? I don't know what I want. Chicken fried steak. Okay, you already know what you want. All I'm right. fucking hungry. All right. Ooh. I can figure it out. Jeez. Oh, good thing this is rated explicit. I had to do a parental <laughs> advisory on the natural wine break episode because there's so many bad words in it, and I there's even a song that has a bad word in its and title. I, before that, I was trying to convince you to make it a kid's podcast. I was trying to convince myself to do that, and I think that the last episode, or the two episodes ago, Christmas Pickles, was a kid's episode, and I, like, pushed it to kids. But this one, I put it at the beginning, a parental advisory. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, it's good. That's what Wes... I came here with Wes, so I've come here once between our last recording and now. I had an affair on the Astro. I know, it's so weird. He wanted to come here, and I was like, you know what, for my day, it doesn't really make sense for me to, like... It was like, it fit perfectly, it could just happen really quickly. And uh, we came here, and I was like, what do you got here? And he was like, chicken fried steak. We both got chicken fried steak. It was awesome. Smothered in gravy? Very economical choice. Smothered in gravy, and it comes with a side of other toaster pancakes. Yeah. It's good. I had fried meat for dinner last night. So I'm kind of like... Be around, but, uh, you let me know whenever you I mean, I'm ready when he's ready. Oh, oh wow! Look at this: breakfast specials, avocado toast for nine ninety-five, three eggs any style for seven ninety-five, old quartet. What's that? Two pancakes, two eggs, two bacon, two sausage. Well, or two sausage, I assume. No, ba no, no. Bacon and sausage. Yeah, that's why we call it quartet. Damn, that's a good deal. Chilaquiles is uh, ten ninety-five, which I love. And then, are you serving lunch? All of them. Everything is. Man, I was thinking about the chicken fried steak, but that old quartet. Seems to be singing my tune. But you know what? You can have, uh, if you have the chicken fried steak, you can have instead of the toast, two pancakes. I know. So That's what I want. I want the chicken fried steak with the two pancakes. It was so good. So, are you ready or not yet? Should oh, sorry. i give you more time. I will take, um, but, I'm ready, I'm ready. Okay, so let me finish with him. So how would you like the eggs? Over easy. Did you want potatoes or fruit? Uh, country potatoes. The oh, wild. actually, no, I'll do the fruit. The fruit, yeah. okay. Is it uh, hand cut? Yes. Ooh. Every morning. Okay. <laughs> no, really. really. We cut it every morning. Yeah. The, the chef. Is there one person who likes to cut it? It's only one in charge of the cutting the fruit behind the back. Have you heard of, uh, you know, canters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, Did the you old hear guy. It? Yeah, you heard yeah, yeah, I hear about it. In his obituary, it mm -hmm. said that he liked to hand cut the fruit himself. No kidding. Oh, my God. That's so sweet. I wonder if it was true. I don't know. We have to. It's probably just a story. It's <laughs> a bullshit story yeah. that the family made up to like somewhere. Yeah. Look what they Bagels. did for me last time I came here. Oh, how cute. One eye is bigger than the other one. Yeah, plus he's got a mustache. Yeah. Oh, that's, I see. That's so cute. I love, I love it. You don't have to do it. I just wanted to show you. Okay. It's, and you know what? This is certain cook that does the, the little faces. Oh, really? All of them does that one. So you get the pancake personalized faces. Yeah, he makes it those cool. Mm -hmm. I'll bet you that's the guy who cuts the fruit. No, that's not the one. Okay. That's not the one. Garbage is totally different than the griddle. Come the on. what? The... He's never worked in a restaurant. Oh, I... oh, no, he's talking kitchen stations. Well, we can talk kitchen stations <laughs> if you want to talk garbage. <laughs> Would you like pancakes or toast? Pancakes. Pancakes, okay. All right. So we'll see if you're going to have the, the, the face or no. It depends on, on his mood. <laughs> if he's in a good mood. How about you, sweetie? What would you like? I'm gonna get a slice of pie. Okay, which one? Um, uh, I, I was gonna get chocolate cream or like a berry pie with ice cream. What do you think? You can have cherry, boysenberry, but it's up to you. I mean, uh, um, chocolate pie. I, I think the berries are the best. Okay, let me do a yeah. cherry pie. A la mode? A la mode. Okay, you got it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Get you more coffee in a minute. Okay? Thank you. Where were we? How far have we gotten Speaking on your of list? Cheating, that was Patty. Martha isn't our waitress today because we but came on a Wednesday, here. but she's here. It's so she's in a awkward. different section. Yeah. Well, I think it's I think it's order. I think they take turns whoever comes in and like and like they won't break the order for Martha to be our waitress. I see. I think that's my theory. Oh, so everybody works the whole restaurant? I think so. Interesting. But I don't know for sure. 
The other thing that happened over the weekend, I, I went to the Marketplace uh, holiday party, which they had on... After Christmas? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's why they were able to reserve the, uh, I think it's called the Skyscape. It's on the 70th floor of the U.S. Bank building, which until very recently was the tallest building in downtown L.A., the IMPay uh, building. Uh, the one where they have the slide on the outside of it that you can take. You have uh -huh. to walk through I'm all that to get there. Um, I'm, I'm I just took a funny photo of you. It's <laughs> <That's> pretty good. <laughs> um, it doesn't accurately like this uh, show my mood today. Okay, I'll, I'll, I won't put it on my Instagram story. I mean, I don't, you do what you want with it. I'm just... Damn right I can. Just like <laughs> I did with Natural Weinberg. <laughs> You're like, I don't know, if I was involved, I would have steered it. You're not steering anything. Yeah. I'm driving this truck. Good. Like I said, it was a great, it was a fun for me. I mean, I want I you to co-drive it, but I'll, I'll wait until you're ready, until you have your license. Yeah. Um, <laughs> until your feet can reach the pedals. Mm -hmm. uh, so I went there, and our friend Satara, um, I gave her a piclay sticlay, and she was like, so you have two food podcasts? And I was like, no, she listens to this show. And I invited her on to help promote the new uh, season of their podcast. I ran in, uh, wait, what is it? The Uncertain Hour. Oh, yeah, I ran, yeah, in, the new yeah, I ran into Chrissy yesterday. Oh, you did? Yeah, How's she doing? on my run. She's great. She had nice. both of her kids with her. Wow. She's off work till May. She's mm -hmm. just finishing up the next season that comes out. Oh, no, I know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Uncertain Hour. Anyway, what were you saying? Shout out. We, That's it, just that Satara was like, what did she Satara say? listens every once in a while to this. Was she like, oh, come on? Or was she like, I'm not Yeah, and Caitlin was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and, uh, and Satara was like, what, you and I could come on? And, uh, you know, Caitlin doesn't want to come on, which is understandable, but um, <laughs> whatever. Whatever. So, anyways... The reason why I was so curious to ask you about what you actually thought about your characterization on mm -hmm. my my show is your Radio Lab, the piece about you on Radio Lab, mm -hmm. uh, is the other major podcast that has profiled you. They attempted well, something a little different. bit more. A little, like. a little more complicated. Well, also just like I was the subject. I was not the subject of Raw Line. No, you I were a, a foil. What? <laughs> what? I totally was. I mean, I helped get the tape. I was like actively out in the field with you, which is exactly what, in some worlds of journalism, that's exactly what a producer does. Like if you're a producer, a field producer, you go out with the host and you, and you tape, you know what I mean? I don't know why you're like... <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, my point is, I, I was involved in the making of it up to a point, and I was not involved in making that episode of Radio Lab in that same way. Right. I was interviewed by them, and then that was it, basically. And I gave them some tape from my archives. That right. Was it. it was very different than what we did. Absolutely. So I but, but there was somebody else who was in charge of the decisions. Yeah, but you asked how me you were portrayed. Input. Yeah, absolutely. They didn't ask me. Of course not. I didn't not. get to hear drafts. No, no, no. Notes, no. You know? I thought that that was made clear by the setup that we've given it. But. Yeah. In the context of what I knew about how that made you feel, sure, I wanted to tread lightly. I appreciate that. You did great. Yeah, well, you're my friend, and I don't want to... Yeah, I thought it was fun. Plus, this is That's where good. we're going with this podcast. I know. You're going to be We should just go to more events. Producer. Yeah, we, I mean, I've thought about the, it. That's like the easy way to do it, because then you get like yeah. things sure. to pepper the conversation with. Sure. But the thing is, if we're going to keep it to the Astro, the one rule of Astro, one hour. I mean, the way that that wasn't an Astro is that we taped for hours and then edited. Yeah. If the whole premise of this is we do an hour without editing. Right. That's different. Right. Well, we could do it, and we could even do it when you're... What, what's on your mind? Nothing. And then you just looked off into the distance. Look in the mirror. How do you look? I can't see myself. Oh, what? I can just see, like... Oh, the rest of the room, I know. The top of an umbrella... I know, it's not a great view, the mirror view. Oh, I don't know. It definitely puts you in a certain mindset because it's wood-paneled wall with a mirror in it. It just feels like you're in, like, a den in, like, a lake house in Michigan or something. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, a little bit. It it's looks like, like the type of mirror that would have, like, a a, a beer, of like, a branded, yeah. painted... They got that nice piece of cardboard covered up the vent. <laughs> the cardboard box. cut out piece of a box. 
What yeah. is that? What you purpose the, is that serving? Milk, milk. I love those milk machines. Yeah. They just make me think of like summer camp when I was a kid, because that was like the yeah. only place where I ever encountered them. Yeah, we had one of those at boarding school. What's with the giant heavy? Is that just to keep it from leaking? The heavy handle that yeah. you use, and do we're you lift it up? We're looking at the Silver King. It's one of the. I don't know. Some people may not know what this is, but like maybe you didn't have this when you were a kid. But the milk dispensing machines, and it's got this giant metal handle that almost looks like a cow hoof. I don't know if that's intentional. A cow hoof? Yeah. Yeah. Or the uh, what is it? The horn of the saddle that you hold onto. Oh yeah. Could be like a metal version of that. I don't know the reason those exist. Because you got to hold on. Actually, it's not for holding on. It's for hanging your your rope, your lasso, Ooh. in case you need to rope any varmints, um, which I know from going to a ranch boarding school, which is also where I encountered this, something similar to this machine. But those are great, and they just have the massive like bag of milk just inside, and you could just go, yeah. go wild on the milk. Yeah, I mean, I just remember like, and, and when we had them at camp, there was chocolate milk in it. And I was like, I can just have as much chocolate milk as I want. Like, You probably went crazy on that. I probably did, yeah. Do you have a new watch? I do. It's an old watch. It was my grandfather's. Wow. And when he died, um, well, my grandmother died recently. And so, like, everything That's in right. our Sorry. house had to get, like, dealt with. And right. My mom asked me if I wanted my grandfather's watch. So I said yes. And so she gave it to me for Christmas. I mean, she wrapped it up. I was like, here. Do you and remember him fixed. wearing that watch? Uh, no. I mean, kinda. Like, I think I may have manufactured the memory, but yeah. So yeah, I'm getting a lot of compliments on it. It's like a gold Seiko. Oh, a Seiko. Yeah. I was. I've heard of that because like, I listen to podcasts. Someone was like, "That's a nice watch," and I was like, "Thanks." And he went, "Is it a Rolly?" I was like, "No, it's not a Rolly." But yeah, I, I took it to the watch shop uh, on Figueroa. Shout out to them if you need to get a watch repair. They were great. They, oh, I like, used to go there to get extra the bands for my Internal mechanisms, so now it works. It's got the date, time. Yeah, it's a good watch. Do you, it's is plastic. it the kind of watch that you, uh, you wind? No, it's a battery. Quartz, cool. I believe. Yeah, quartz. Seiko is a sponsor on a podcast that I, I think on the Dave Chang show, they're a sponsor. I don't know if Seiko makes them, but in my, I've always been, in my life, I've wanted, as much as I've wanted watches, because it kind of comes and goes, but when I was a kid, I always really wanted a kinetic watch. My dad has a kinetic watch. What is that? It's a watch that doesn't need winding or have a battery. It has like a little weight in it. And as you're as you move about the day, that weight spins and just generates all the electricity the watch really? needs okay, to work. Oh, that's beautiful! Oh, wow, look at that. Oh, and the parsley garnish. Um, you're welcome. Yeah, but it always to seemed like this the, as you like, David. I'm gonna try it. It always seemed like the magical. What do they call it? The thing that can't be made. It's capture uh, mood. Uh, Unicorn. No, perpetual Love. motion machine. Yeah. Oh, perpetual motion yeah, machine. It's basically yeah, like yeah. A per, you know, as long as you wear the watch, it's charged. Unless you have like a, comp, a completely sedentary lifestyle, I imagine. That. All right, so I don't have a self, pocket. I think maybe sometimes they call them self-winding watches. Self-winding watches. Yeah. Do you, I just need to eat and I don't have a pocket and I don't have yeah, a mic Richard stand. Yeah, forgot to bring his mic stand. Yeah, that was in a rush. amateur hour over here, so. Well, I asked you to record. You eat with one hand. Do you want me to cut your steak for you, little boy? <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you believe this? Can you believe this guy? Well, no, that's like a testament that the chicken fried steak is so tender here. I would have gotten that, but I literally had, I made milanese last night. I had breaded fried steak for dinner last night. What? I, was like, I, can't. I saw a photo of what you ate last night. There's no milanese on there. Yeah, that's what it was. It's not a great photo. We don't have good light in our kitchen because our lights, our bowls were too bright. And I was like, we need to get we need to dim bulbs these that down, are less bright. But then bright. the food has gone way down then I, Well, then I got these bulbs that are too dim. And I don't know how to find a good light bulb. Do you know, like, I don't know. How to find a good light bulb? Yeah, how to just like get the right wattage for the right light you want. Like, I feel like I'm trying all these different just things. Just Natural wattage and, yeah. Natural wattage? Well, they say natural, supposed to mimic natural Natural light. wattageberg? <laughs> Let's go to a light bulb convention for the next episode. <laughs> I would love to. Oh my God, I have to pee so bad. Really, again? I know, I, well, I drank like two cups of coffee before you got here. I've been going yeah, hard on I'm that. try some of this. Yeah. It's really good. I really think this is the, the thing Better I'm going to order. Melt? What's that? Is it too hot to eat? No. Don't fix yourself a little pipe. Mm. That's fucking delicious. I know. Wow. Yep. 
keep get in there. That's a good chicken fried steak. All right. It's beautiful. But I feel like next time we're really hungry, we come, we get a chicken fried steak, and I like a a la carte patty melt. <laughs> yeah. You know, and split everything. Huh? Yeah. Let's just do that next time. We'll call it the Astro Surf and Turf. Have <laughs> more. Get the egg. Oh, you don't like, I like eggs. Oh. Continue. And the pancake. And the parsley. Don't forget about that. Anything going on? He's checking his phone, everybody. I didn't need to, Well, I might be on spot duty today. I might have to, like, file a story. Uh -huh. So I need to be aware of if I get an assignment. Plus the cannabinoids are coursing through your system. Ah! Once you digest this chicken fried steak, you can get a whole new... Well, I went for, also, I went for a run this morning before, and, like... Oh, like double buzz. In my life, like, the one thing that, like, determines whether or not I'm happy and successful productive is just like if I went for a run. Like if I go for a run in the morning, like, mm -hmm. today's going to be great. If I don't, really? it's hit or miss. And I never, and I can't get up early. Get you more coffee right now. Wow. Yeah. I did the 23andMe and I found out that I have like a genetic, one of the chromosomes in my body that makes you capable of waking up early is like, I, there's a mutation on it and I just can't do it. It makes you wake up early? No, I was thinking a bad joke. Um, the I, uh, point is, I can't get up early, but today I got up at like 7.15, rather my daughter woke me up at like 7.15 and she wanted breakfast, so I made her breakfast and I was like, hey, I, if I was on and I could really, you know, I could lay in bed and like stare at the internet for half an hour or I could like try to sneak in a run, so I got to run in, so I'm ready to conquer the world. Nice. With or without. There's a chromosome that makes you not sleep in? <laughs> I was making a joke. It's, oh, it's still a joke even after you said it a second time? <laughs> I thought it was, uh, what? I thought you, you I was, you're, I was, you're I was just, I was just trying to make a dumb joke about how it's really hard for me to wake up early. That's just generally true? Yeah. I've been waking up earlier, I've been waking up at five. Yeah, when you said that earlier, I assumed you had like a deadline, but you're like, nah, just making promotional videos. No, I woke podcast. up and I was like, oh, I gotta make a promo video for Natural Weinberg, because I usually make these these videos, and since I like, Got into a. What's up? Have a bite of this? Oh, uh, I'll get to it. Have some, have some of this pancake, though. I'm not gonna have pancake and pie. Oh, come on. You're a growing boy. Um, yeah, but I, I have been getting up at like five every morning. And it's kind of. Sounds awful. Yeah, it's what time to go to bed. It's Last night I went to bed at like 10.30 or 11. Um, planning to like sleep luxuriously until 7. But I don't know. I don't know what it's been. Things on my mind, you know? Natural Weinberg promo videos to make. I'm, I just expertly buttered this, these two pancakes with a fork, one-handed. Wow, you. You are a real foodist. <laughs> it's good to be back with you, David. Yeah, it's good to be back. I hope you know I thought you did an excellent job co-producing Natural Weinberg until well, you, I'm a until you were unsuited. <laughs> no, you're an intern. You're a self-proclaimed intern. Yeah, it was great. Co-field producer. We'll negotiate the term later. You know what's funny? In the credits that somebody else recorded. Mm -hmm. The one thing he didn't read was your your credit. And I was like, oh, he's got enough billing in this. <laughs> but I, I asked him to pick up the line, and he was like, you got it. But then I didn't hear back, and I was like, all right, I'm not going to like hold it up for that thing. Yeah, the demands you can place on unpaid labor are uh, pretty low. Please. Please. Do you, do you plug him at all? You should at least get a plug. What? Hey, his last name is, you know, he's, he's, trying, he's out here trying to make if it like everyone else. If you listen to the episode, you would hear the plug. Okay. Oh, my gosh. You talk about his, like, desire to be an would actor. Would you stop? Would you stop? Thing. I've set the... T whatever. These are spoiler alerts now. There's, a, there's an obvious narrative reason for everything that I did <laughs> that you know about and you would know more intimately about had you been more 
involved as beyond the field. Right. That's a good name of Next something. time. Beyond the field. Beyond the field. Raw Weinberg 2. Beyond the field. Or Natural Weinberg well, 2. Well, I mean, that'll be our first of the annual Raw Weinberg visits. Raw wine, I mean. Oh, definitely. Um, I'm going to reconnect with the PR people and send it to them. They got to get something out of letting us in there. Yeah, well, they didn't comp our tickets, did they? No. Oh. Well, they did? Oh, yeah. Send it to them. Of course they did. You're not afraid they're going to be like, you can never come back here again? No. I think it was a very flattering portrayal of what it was. Whatever. All press is good press. That's true. I mean, from the PR people's perspective. All right. Should we consult your list? Where are you at? Uh, pickle packer, canters, <laughs> accidentally stone. Talk about the Japanese woman I saw. Oh. What you got? Yeah. Three things, three ideas. You can pick. One was I was going to talk about the show that I saw that I invited you to that you didn't come out to. It was oh, like yeah. amazing. Oh yeah, you wanted to tell me about it on the show. You were reserving. Well, and then one was your like, what have we it. been cooking this week? And then the other one is, um, I'm trying to find a vegetarian substitute for ground meat, and I was curious if you had any thoughts on that. For what? Ground meat. I like to cook a lot with ground chicken as a base for stir fries and noodle bowls, and I was thinking like, you could probably do this with a vegetarian alternative, and it would Satan? be. I don't know. So I don't know. Soy riso? I don't know. I'm not. Soy riso is great, yeah. but it tastes like chorizo. Yeah. Like if there was a flavorless soy riso, that would be kind of perfect. Which is, I think it's soy-based. It's got to be. What's the... I think it's just like crumble up soy. Mm-hmm. Just tofu, I mean, you know? Because I, I love to take ground meat and then marinate it in sesame oil, soy sauce, ginger, onion, like a lot of onion, garlic powder, and then use that as a... Stir fry that till it's in uh, lots of soy sauce, and then like caramelize it, and then use that as a base, and you can mix it with noodles and vegetables and all kinds of stuff. It's really good. But I'm like, I could probably be cutting down on my meat, and it would be pretty similar because all the flavor is coming from all the other ingredients. I don't know what to use. Yeah, I just need to experiment. I think cornmeal. I have no idea. So. I don't think so. No, I'm Should I be funny? You get funny over there? No. <laughs> that was my joke. That was, that was my wake-up chromosome of the day. I'm going to have one last bite of chicken. Would you say. please eat it all? I won't. My uh, eyes are bigger than my stomach. You know that expression? It's a good one. Well, when you said it was a perfect order because it came with all that stuff, I'm like, uh, it doesn't sound perfect unless you're splitting it. Well, we are splitting it. Yeah. I mean, mm. Come on, come on. Have you tried the pancake? The I pancake mean, is excellent. Pancakes are great here. I've had them many times, but I will, I will taste this one-hand buttered fork pancake just to see how you do it. Everyone has their own pancake style. Fork buttered. Mm. It's good, right? You remind me of like the frozen pancakes I ate as a kid. Yeah, they are good. If you come to the Astro, I recommend trying the pancakes and the pie. What is the pie today? Well, I ordered cherry, but I got, I think, blueberry or boysenberry. I think, don't they just carry one berry pie at no. a time? No. No? I forget. We learned something about the pies at some point. I wonder if Martha's even going to come over and say hi. I feel bad that we're not sitting with her. Me too. The order, if it's the order that we come in, maybe we could. Hmm, I don't know how we could work the system. That's all this pie. Coming in. Ooh. Ooh. It's good. Well, I mean, I'm happy to hear. Ooh. Hear about the show if you want to tell me. What are you doing over there? Oh, yeah, you'll have one hand. Although you wouldn't use your hands to. It's hard to fork a piece of 
crumbly pie that's been soaked in ice cream and whipped cream, although it yeah. is very tasty. Um, I'm happy to hear about the show you went to. If you want, you said you wanted to tell me about it on this show. Yeah. Now I'm kind of like wavering. I, don't know if it's I mean, really... people describing shows are just like, it was amazing. I mean, it was amazing not because, I mean, it was amazing because it was this Uruguayan folk singer, Juan Waters, and he was supposed to do like a one hour set. And then they had, had a DJ that was going to come on after that. Right. And he like did this like, Andy Kaufman-esque performance. Like when he went on stage, he started just without his guitar, just like pacing back and forth, being like, uh, yeah, I'm on tour. I lost my guitar uh, like two days ago. So I spent today like on Craigslist, I got this new guitar and he like held up this like, you know, nylon acoustic sort of like flamenco-ish guitar. And I was like, and I was hanging out in the back of the bar kind of area with the owners of the, of the venue and we were, they were looking at me like, and I was looking at them, and we kind of, this went on, and then he was just like kind of like ranting, and he would like sprint across the stage and then stop. And then at one point he like asked the people around the lights to turn the lights off, and he was like, everyone, like, we just need to listen to the sound of this room, like. And so I, we were all kind of like, oh, he's tripping, like. And then we were like, maybe, yeah, that's what it seemed like. And then we were like, oh, maybe he's not true. Maybe he's like having a psychotic break. Cause it was just like kind of a bonkers show. And then anyway, at one point he sang this six line refrain that went, uh, I mean, I'm not gonna do it justice, but he was singing like, uh, I can't even remember it. Anyway, the point is that he did the six-line thing, and he's like, all right, I'm going to get everyone in the audience to sing this with me one at a time. I'm going to come out in the audience with the microphone and do, you'll do a line down, and he'll get six different people to sing this six-line thing. And I won't end the concert until that happens. And, like, two and a half hours later, no one could do it, you know? Like, and so he would, he would sing the refrain, the song, and he would try to get the audience to do it once. They would ultimately fail. Someone would fuck it up. And then he would like sing, play a couple songs and talk and then try again. And that went on and it, like the managers of the place were getting super pissed because like they, this DJ was supposed to go on and they paid. So they ended up like canceling the DJ, like sending all these people home from there. And like he kept going and like the owner was like, hey, look, man, like I'm not going to kick him off the stage. But at one point they like pulled him off stage and like, when do you think he'll be done? And then he like got on. He's like, apparently they, you know, people out here don't want to like, anyway. But then <laughs> eventually six people got it. And the show, and I was recording when it happened, because I was like, I should record this. This is crazy. Also, when he would play songs, they were amazing. Like he's just like really great. I love his music. Um, but I was one of the people in the sixth chain at the end that like finally got it, you know, because I had nice. fucked it up before, you know, like couldn't do it. And then like this moment happened where everyone just like kind of lost their shit because it happened, and everyone, and his, you know, it was like a weird performance thing. And I'm still not entirely. And then I, you know, now I don't think he was crazy or on drugs. I think he was just like. Everything okay, guys? Yeah. More coffee? Sure, I'll take a little bit more. Yeah, one, one more. Thank you. Uno mas. Uno mas. Yeah, so that was it. That was the show. Sounds interesting. Yeah. How did you get some good recording? I mean, I was using my phone. But, right. um, but I mean, is it, was the content interesting? I'll play it for you. Have you ever done this before? Yeah, we've played stuff before. We're going to play stuff, folks. It's really easy to find, I think. He's gonna find it on his phone. Oh, here's Martha. Hey, Hello, Martha. Here it comes. He's queuing it up. Eh, it's too hard to find. Never mind. You know how hard it is to like scroll through on voice memo app on the iPhone? It's not easy. It is the anyway, worst. Yeah, that's it. That's all I had to say about that. <laughs> Cross that one off the list. But yeah, Juan Water, he's great. Go check out his music. Yeah, I don't know who he is, um, but I will check him out. And I'm sorry that I didn't come, just in between the time that... Well, I misread your text. Right. You wrote, hmm, it, hmm, it says it's sold out, and I thought you had written like so-and-so says it's cold out like that was like you were like ex making an excuse for why you weren't gonna come to the show that and would I'm be like, a sorry excuse <laughs> I, was, I was like 
that's dumb. It's like it's an it's indoor 72 show. Seventy-two degrees. <laughs> it's Texas, Los yeah. Angeles. It has like, been cold in LA. Like, what are you talking about? And then I yeah, no, I, 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 like, oh, I looked it up and it out, said sold out. out. It very clearly had marked that, and so I was like, okay, sold out. And like I had dinner, and then I got home, and then like an hour passed or whatever, and I got into my PJs and started watching a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and and then you texted me, and you're like, I can get you in. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sleepy AF. Yeah, no, I would have done the same. Yeah. No, I, I was still tempted. I was like, shit, no. Well, you missed a historical moment. I'm okay with missing that one. I can play the recording if you really feel some FOMO about it. I'm not feeling a FOMO. <laughs> no, I, I, li- I liked hearing about it, and yeah. that was that was enough for me. It's too bad. Um, it's it sounds, the, you know, the mind is so fragile. Yeah. I hope he's okay. I hope he gets a another guitar back. He's crossing one off the list, ladies and gents. I've been following his tour on Instagram. He'll like. Right. So you're a fan yeah, of yeah. this guy. Nice. Uh, so he, you know, he's doing. He's, he's traveling up the West Coast right now. I, I saw know. a really good dance performance, but it's not on anymore, so there's no reason to really talk about it. But it's a four-person dance performance in this little intimate space, and like it was just—I don't know—it was like the coolest dance performance I'd ever seen. I—I never seen a dance performance with only four people that was like highly choreographed. It was an hour, and it was like a lot of music cues that you would know, a lot of classical stuff like Mozart, Chopin, and and so forth. So no like narrative element. Well, there was in that there were, it was like a series of set pieces over a course of an hour and like sound effects were mixed in. My friend Rob, Rob Amyarv, shout out to Rob, um, did all the sound and music work, um, like compiling this stuff and kind of like deconstructing it and distorting it. And so there's sort of scenes where two men and two women, kind of like couples, you know, sometimes there'd be like, they'd be doing a four, you know, all four of them were sort of doing something together. They would couple off or there'd be one person kind of taking center stage. And it was, it was very odd, but it was just like a lot about like them very clearly communicating or or showing like attempts to communicate and things breaking down. And like there was a lot of like humor in it that I loved, like uh, people just sort of like skipping across the stage, like looking like a little bird, like flipping their feet in a very cute way. Yes. The sounds of the astro. Delicious coffee. Thank you. But I really loved it, and I just, it was a special performance. It's because Rob's lady, uh, my friend Drea, was in it that I went. And, um, yeah, I would have recommended it to anyone, but I think it was only up for, like, two weekends or something like that. Mm-hmm. They've done a lot of segments of it over, like, the past couple of years, but this is, like, the full performance of this piece that I think that a friend of hers choreographed. Yeah, let me know about that stuff. Love to take Faded, some dance stuff. Oh, so cool. It was so funny. Uh, and there were, there was like these like wood chips involved or like paper, like kind of confetti. It was confetti, but it not like colored and like nicely cut. It was sort of like rough, like, uh, you know, like packing confetti or something like that. And things were falling from very simple stage, but like there would be like a lampshade that gets lowered down and then someone would like kind of get curious about it and like pull it and then like everyone would get like doused in confetti and then they like played with that and cool. people going crazy and people falling in love and breaking up and you know it was like the spectrum of human emotion in dance it was fun i haven't really seen a show like that in in a long time better than any music i've seen in memory but not necessarily better than the Bob Baker Marinette show that I just saw like last month. That was awesome. I'd never seen it. You never seen Bob Baker? No. What? No. I feel like you would have been growing up. Would have been raised on that. I mean maybe I went as a kid, but I don't think so. Oh man, I've seen so much Bob Baker. It's so also your friend works there. Yeah. What? How can you not go to Bob Baker? I just missed a couple things before it was closing and then the last one Oh yeah, it's closed. So it was closed in November. I've seen events happening there. Right. Well, the space is still there, but the the Baker Marionette yeah. Theater is no longer operating there. But Braden had this uh, the guy who works there had this party there, like a New Year's party, and they did the puppet show for the party, and that was so cool. And I'm glad that I got to see it in in that space. Yeah. Um, really, ta- there was one puppeteer in particular who was so good. Uh, and he has this great story. Um, they, he like moved here as a kid, like to that neighborhood, and he just like started like going there, and then like volunteering there, and then like Bob like trained him, and now he's like, you know, guy who's our age, uh, man, 
who still does it and he's like really expert at it. Hey, I uh, hope we get to collaborate more on yeah, some we will. stories. I, I, when I rib you, it's only because I love you. <laughs> I know. And you know, I don't expect you to contribute more unpaid labor <laughs> if you don't believe in it. <laughs> I do believe in it, but you know. Well, I guess, I don't know what I believe. We can settle it offline. Yeah. <laughs> good show. Yeah, that was a good one. So, <clears throat> please rate and review on iTunes. Listen to Richard's Famous Food Podcast. Richard, Richard's Famous Food Podcast, please please subscribe to that one and check it out. Share it with an open-minded friend. What do you do with all those pancakes? I don't know.